Hello to you listening to this, it's Bryce here from Making Kayfabe with a quick message to let you know that our latest episode on Mike Kanellis was actually recorded prior to his release from WWE. However, it's a damn fine episode regardless, so I'll lead you in to pass Bryce and Dylan right now. Hello everybody, welcome to another excellent episode of Mickey Kayfabe, it's the wrestling podcast where two boys, that's me and my friend Bryce, we go through wrestling history and we pick out some of the eh, more questionable things that have happened and we try to rewrite it, we make our own history here, that's why we're making our own Kayfabe. Um, so, today I'm going to be pitching my idea to Bryce and he's going to be trying to tell me whether or not he likes it, what he likes about it, what he doesn't like about it, give his opinions on it, you know? So, Bryce, hello, how are you? I'm very well. I'm, I'm, I'm sceptical about the one you've chosen today. Um, but, yeah, I'll let you kind of say who it is. But, I mean, I, I I can't see how you can make a good story out of this guy. Well, here's the good thing. There's more to it than what I told you, obviously. Mm. But um, it's not just Mike Canellis. Oh, I'm my gosh. Mike Canellis and Viscera. Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis. <gasps> Spoiler. How about that? Well, yeah, that, that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah, but, right. Well, you know what I'll do? What will you uh, do? I'll tell you who else is involved. It's not just Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis. Oh. There's, there's a third person. <laughs> Viscera <Okay? Canellis. laughs> This is going to keep going. Like, it's not just these five people. Here's Viscera. <laughs> so, we've got Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, and Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger? Yes. All right, right, Sean Spears himself. Are you intrigued? I'm, I'm more intrigued now. Excellent. Well, then let me break some stuff down for you. I can First see this podcast all, being a perfect 10. That's a good joke. Thank we'll you. Get, we'll get to that. So let's do a little bit of like kind of background history first. Sure. Okay. Um, Mike and Maria Canellis debuted for the WWE in June 18th, 2017. So this is going to take place that kind of time, 2017. Okay. Mm. Ty Dillinger was brought up onto the main roster on the Royal Rumble in 2017, which was on January 29th. But he really, like, there was a couple of months where he didn't do anything, so he officially appeared on SmackDown April 4th, 2017. Okay. So we got our time frame. It's going to, my storyline is going to be around 2017, the later half. Okay. Mm. That's when they're both on the main roster. For a little bit of background information on both guys, um, Ty Dillinger. Uh, he left the WWE on February uh, 2019. So this year, February 22nd, 2019. Okay. In that time, the two years-ish, you know, one and a half years on the main roster, he did zip. Like, he did nothing. I really had, like, what did he do? You remember this. It wasn't that long ago. What mm. did Ty Dillinger do in the main roster? He done not a lot. I, I seem to remember him challenging for the US title at one point, but that was or the yeah. Intercontinental title or something like that. Like him versus Nakamura yeah. or something. I can't remember, but yeah, he done pretty much nothing. It went nowhere. Nothing happened. The, the guy was probably right to leave because they had nothing for him and he they didn't do anything with him. In the Royal Rumble, when he debuted, he debuted at um, number 10 spot. Because yeah. that was his gimmick. He was the perfect 10. So it was it was pretty funny. Like, oh, he's the perfect 10. He came in at number 10. That's good. Maybe they can 
keep this going. They didn't. He got into that weird, that weird kind of level of over in wrestling, where like if they, if they didn't put Ty Dillinger as number ten in that Raw Rumble, the fans would just boo the entire match. Yeah. Because he was, he was like super over in XT that time, and everyone was talking about perfect ten, 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 and yeah, it was like it's one of these things that WWE had to do, otherwise you know the match would be shit on. Right. But what they should have done after that is literally anything <laughs> because they didn't right like i have nothing for ty dillinger they did nothing for him so that's his history let me give you a little rundown of the history of mike and maria canellis so they're still employed by the company uh, like i said they debuted in uh, uh when did they debut june 2017 it's now 2019 and they actually have done something let me tell you exactly what they've done they have won the 24-7 championship three times. <laughs> Quite pretty impressive, right? Mike um, won the belt on um, July 20, July 29th on Raw. Ran backstage, found his wife, Maria, who demanded that he lay down so that she can pin him. He does that. She pins him. She's the new champion. She's pregnant so, as well, right? She is pregnant, yes. She the is. only pregnant champion in WWE history. Exactly. So she's doing pretty well for herself. So Mike, his first run lasts no days. Maria holds the belt from July 29th to August 5th, whenever she is at a OBGYN appointment. Um, Mike Canales sneaks in, gives her a hug, but counts it as a, a pinfall, steals the belt back, runs out of the room, and is almost immediately ambushed by R-Truth, who wins the belt back. Okay? So that is, <laughs> those are the three championship reigns for the Canaleses. You know, questionable yes however it's also more than Ty Dillinger did so you gotta take the, the good with the bad you know what I mean at least Ty Dillinger was over right he was over and they didn't do anything with him and they couldn't if he had held on a little bit longer he could have got that 24-7 championship but he just left when he did what I else? had to go to AEW and make a name for himself can you believe that guy he's got some nerve <laughs> he should have done what Mike and Maria did just stick around and get some money. Nothing. <laughs> hey. Well, that's we... like a. Is that not like a, a common kind of criticism about Mike and Maria Canellis that they basically? I, I don't know the whole details of it, but they got a WWE contract and then like uh, Maria immediately fell pregnant and then WWE paid for Mike Canellis's uh, drug treatment and all of that yes. and like the whole thing is that they basically use WWE to you know uh, get them to pay for all this shit basically. Yeah, and don't you think that's awesome? Like, uh, yeah, damn right. If you're gonna, if you if you're gonna get that kind of <laughs> offer, you may as well take advantage of it. Fucking right. Exactly. Like if you're gonna game the system, do it exactly like that. You know what I mean? Like now that she's pregnant again, so they're gonna have to, you know, and they've just re-signed new deals, which I think is probably related. You know what I mean? Like. So yeah, I remember them hyping it on social media, saying they were try try to tease that they're going to AEW, so WWE would offer them a lot of money. Yeah, so they got a lot of money, and now. I, Marie gets to take some time off. It's it, genius. Yeah. They know They're how so to play smart. the game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I can't fault them for that, you know. Damn right. Um, but that's pretty much the history of those these these three characters. It's not a storied history, but then again, it only was like two years ago. So you know what I mean. Mm. That's fair. But it gives me a lot of room to work with. Now I remember coming up with this storyline about this kind of time like i was watching you know the shows and i just was i was talking to some of my friends and i just out of nowhere i was like why, why don't they do this like instead of just having nobody you know instead of just saying we have nothing for you i'm like i came up with a storyline in like two minutes 
Mm-hmm. Like, how can you, you can do this? You can flesh it out a bit more, but like, this is it. So that storyline is pretty much what you're going to hear tonight. Flesh nice. it out a little bit more. Um, and I like it. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. So what's your, um, what, what's your overall opinion of Mike and Ellis? Well, here's the thing, right? I was watching TNA whenever Mike and Maria were in TNA mm. and Maria was great. She is like a, she's such a good heel. She was mm. really good on the mic and everything she did. She was perfect, but Mike never seemed to do a whole lot. Mm. And I'm like, I want to see more of this guy. Like, I don't know if he's good because you don't, I've, you know, I just, I've never seen him properly work. And, and I was hoping to see some of that now that he signed with the WWE, but you know, they're not putting him on TV. So I'm like, how am I supposed to know if this guy's good? I think that's the thing. Like, I think that's why I was a little bit dubious about your choice of making Ellis because I don't, I don't really know much about the guy. I, I don't. I, I know he was in. He was in Ring of Honor as Mike Bennett. Then he was in TNA as Mike Bennett, and then he was in WWE as Mike Canellis. Yeah. But I, I know that he got himself. You know, he got himself through like drug rehab, and then got himself into like phenomenal shape. And he's currently on two five two or five live, I think. Um. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't know anything about the guy other than that. He's he's very much a a complete blank canvas for me other than the fact that he's married to maria which opens up those kind of possibilities with you know having a good manager by your side so yeah um, well, that, that was the thing like whenever they introduced them in the wwe like they came out the two of them came out on like stage at some pay-per-view and kind of made like a grand entrance to tell the world that they had arrived and it seemed oh like a really, yeah they had remember really this. good entrance music yeah so it seemed like a really good like if they're going to introduce them like that obviously they're going to follow up on it right mm. no they got fucking disappeared. Um, however, like you, you touched upon um, Mike's rehab um, trip. Mm. I don't know if trip is the right word. It's probably not a trip. I'm just going to rehab. <laughs> Trip's got kind of positive connotations to yeah. a school trip. Take, <laughs> school take a trip, trip to, to rehab. rehab. <laughs> and then after that, we'll get ice cream. You know, um, Probably not like that. But his his stint in rehab was a kind of like late 2017. Right. right? So obviously, for the purposes of my storyline... He didn't go to rehab, but also he doesn't have a drug problem or an alcohol problem, so it doesn't factor into it. Mm. We don't have to worry about that. That doesn't count. So anyway, uh, let's let's do this. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. So make some kayfabe. we're gonna make some bloody kayfabe. We're gonna trip to kayfabe town. I don't know. <laughs> this is the trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna get worse. Um. So mike and maria they made that debut where they come out they have the entrance the power of love they're like a couple and they're a heel couple who show off the fact that they're so in love that they can do anything they can conquer anything with the power of love i mean that's obviously a heel thing and not a fierce thing because you know they're they're not being truthful about it they're just like they're like look how in love we are aren't we the greatest you know really they're they're championing themselves and not their own love for each other it's 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 a good way to to get heat, I think. Being in uh, love is such a heelish thing to do. But you know what I mean, though. Like it's <laughs> it's it's not really about the power of love. It's the fact that they're heels and they cheat a lot. But they say it was love that made us win. But really, it's them um, cheating. I remember when I turned heel and got a girlfriend. <laughs> You're still a heel. I'm still a heel. And you still have a girlfriend. You see what uh, I mean? Exactly, but you know, uh, maybe, maybe uh, no, that's a horrible thing to say. I was gonna say, I was gonna say maybe I'll turn babyface one day, but that's terrible. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that at all. <laughs> no, keep, yeah, you want to keep being a heel so you keep a girlfriend, right? That's, that's it. Yeah, she, she's very nice. Yeah, she is. She's lovely. She's now she's a fierce. Yeah, she's a she's a real fierce. Yeah. Heck yeah. Anyway, let's not spend too much time talking about your girlfriend on this podcast because <laughs> I don't think she'd like that. No. But anyway, yeah, she's not gonna. No, yeah, don't worry about it. 
Um, so Mike and Maria, the, they're championing the power of love, and they are on the, the main roster for like a month or two, and they just kind of like they show off the fact that the power of love is really just the power of cheating and distracting the referee with a manager while somebody cheats and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So around about this time, Maria approaches Ty Dillinger backstage, and she says, "Listen, you're not doing a whole lot right now, and we're." me and Mike were together with the power of love we can do anything we can make you a star why don't we join forces mm. Ty Dillinger and Mike Bennett form a tag team um, now Ty Dillinger he's a good guy through and through you know solid baby face he's not really into these kind of shenanigans however like I said earlier once he, he came up in April we're talking maybe like September October right now he hasn't really done a whole lot, so he's like, maybe if I do join forces with them, I can try and like stop them from being heels. I can try and you know, if I'm on their side, I can see what the bad things are doing, and I can try to stop that. Mm. So maybe in turn show them the power of being a good guy. You know what I mean? So he's conflicted, but he says, you know what? Okay, well we'll see about that. He's 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 conflicted basically. He's not sure. So he kind of like, for the first time uh, he meets Maria backstage, he says, you know what, I'm good, I'm okay. He goes out and let's say he loses a match, okay? Next week on SmackDown, Maria approaches him again and says, listen, man, you lost that match. You don't have the power of love in you. You need to open your heart. You need to accept that the power of love can bring you success. Mm. So by this point, he's done nothing. He lost the match last week. Now he's thinking, you know, what else have I got to lose? I could give it a shot. So he's like, okay, fair enough. Let's see if I can use a real power of love to try and turn you guys into faces. So they start to team together. And let's say September. And they start to win some matches. They're doing pretty well. Some of these wins are like, you know, um, Ty Dillinger getting the pinfall clean. Some of these wins are from Maria being a distraction and Mike cheating or, you know, Maria getting involved somehow. Mm. Sometimes um, at the beginning, Ty Dillinger doesn't always notice Maria cheating. He'll just, like, turn around and see that Mike has scored the winning pinfall and they celebrate. Hey, you see this? We're a great team. Whereas Mike knows that they've been cheating. So that goes on for a couple of weeks. Eventually, Ty Dillinger sees Maria cheating and he's like, that's not cool, man. But at the same time, we're doing really well as a tag team. You know what I mean? We're, we're winning matches. He, he overlooks, whenever he sees Maria cheating that one time, he's like, you know what? I'll just, I'll let it slide for now because we're on a roll. Let's see where we can go. Okay. So we'll go to October 2017. In real life, the Usos won the tag team championships from the New Day um, on October 8th at Hell in a Cell. Mm. So we're going to, Change that a little bit. We're going to keep the belts on the New Day because they're a good face team. So we're going to keep the, the belts on the New Day. Mike Canales and Ty Dillinger, the power of love, the love connection. That's a good one. Love, love connection. connection. I don't really have a good tag team name Just for them. Just come up with that in the spot. Yeah. You're so prepared. <laughs> Thanks, man. Like, what would be a good tag team name for them? The perfect love, 10 love. What, what was the one you just said? The love connection. Yeah, that's really nice. I like that. We'll go with Love Connection. All right. Love Connection. Yeah. Love Connection um, 10. 
yeah, ten love connection. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, so the love connection because they've been winning so many matches, find themselves in contendership for the tag team championship. So they challenge to the New Day at Survivor Series, which is the next pay per view. Because at the time they were running like two pay per views a month, you know, a Raw one and a SmackDown one. Mm. The next pay per view would have been Survivor Series. So Survivor Series comes along. Survivor Series 2017, the New Day versus the Love Connection. And in this match, Maria gets involved. The, the referee is distracted by some shenanigans on the outside. He's like yelling at Mike to get back in the ring or to get back in the apron or whatever. Maria enters the ring and kicks one of the New Day in the dick. Let's say Xavier Woods. <laughs> Why not? Right? Just one of those guys. She comes in and like does a low blow, blatant cheating. Ty Dillinger is a legal man. So he's looking at Maria, and Maria's telling him to get down and pin the guy to win the belts. So he's, like, conflicted because he's a good guy, and he doesn't want to cheat. However, the win is right there. You know what I mean? So he has to make a decision. And at that moment, he decides reluctantly to make the pin. And he gets the pin. Yeah. Ooh. Right. It sounds, you know, he, he feels conflicted because he's like, I'm going against all of my kind of, you know, sense of morals. But at the same time, the power of love has got them success. They're now tag team champions. Everything Maria said was true. They're now tag team champions. Once they started teaming together, they actually started getting traction. People noticed them. Technically, everything Maria said was true. So now we have a situation where Mike and Maria come out and they're constantly in everybody's face. Because they're like, you see what the power of love can do? It won us the tag titles. We can do anything. We, this is just the, the start. We'll go to Raw and win those tag titles. We'll unify them. We'll go to NXT and win those tag titles. We'll win all the titles because they're, you know, high on the power of love. Obviously, Ty Dillinger is upset. You know, on one hand, he's happy to be a champion. But it's not the way he wanted to be a champion. He didn't want that because he's a good guy. So... Yeah, he's conflicted. Wearing that championship feels pretty good, but at the same time, it's not the way he wanted to win it. So he's not too sure what to do. Clash of Champions is the next pay-per-view. It's on December 17th. Mike and Ty Dillinger retain uh, against the New Day because they had a little rematch clause, so they work a little angle. The Love Connection win once again. However, we're now at December now. Ty is like, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep cheating. You know, Maria's always in the way. Mike, you're always, like, putting your hands on the referee and stuff, you know, like, pushing them away. It's not going to work. We, we we need to, like, be smart about this. The way it wins is Maria, once again, gets involved. Ty, this time, is like, I can't do it. You know, we, we beat the New Day once unfairly. We have to beat them on our own. Mm. We can't be cheating like this. While he's yelling at Maria, Mike tags himself in and sneaks the pinfall. Son of a bitch. So Mike, you know, sneaks a pinfall. After that, Ty Dillinger is like, we totally should not have done that. You know, we should have mm. went in there like men and fought them properly because we beat them for the championships under questionable circumstances to begin with. Now we should have given them a, a straight up rematch to see who really is the better men. You know what I mean? Mike and Maria don't see it that way. They're like, screw you, buddy. We're the tag team champions. We did this. You know what I mean? It's because of us. That we're successful. So you mm. better watch, you know, you gotta know your role. Shut your mouth. <laughs> and then the rock's like, dude, my fucking catchphrase. You get your own catchphrase. <laughs> and then he goes away again. I'm like, see you later, Rocky. Bye, Rock. You know? Yeah, thanks for coming, dude. <laughs> Good to see you. 
So that was in December. It rolls around to the Royal Rumble. Um, the tag titles aren't on the line, I don't think. So both Ty and Mike are in the Royal Rumble. At some point, they're both in the ring at the same time. Maria is escorting Mike down the ringside. And both Mike and Maria start to yell at Ty Dillinger. They're like, guy, you're the, you know, no offense, but you're kind of the weak link here. So it's the Royal Rumble. Who deserves the title shot? Mike. You have to help Mike get rid of everybody else and then throw yourself over the top rope. Obviously, Ty is like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to win this. You know, I'm my own man. I can do this. I don't need you guys. Why would I help him win? And then, you know, they're like, we help you win all the time. You're the tag champion. So now you help us win. They're having this big argument in the middle of the Royal Rumble. So that means they're prime targets for somebody like Braun Strowman to just eliminate both of them at once. Hmm. Hmm. Obviously, that doesn't sit well with Mike and Maria. They're like, you cost us a chance at the... Royal Rumble, we could have had a main event spot at WrestleMania. The power of love could have main event at WrestleMania, and you ruined that for us. Ty is like, guys, you've been a thorn in my side ever since we met. You're making me question who I am. You're cheating all the time. You're making me look bad by association. You know what I mean? I'm a good guy. I'm a good worker, and I don't want to cheat all the time. It's not fair. However, despite them bickering, they still decide to defend their belts on SmackDown because they weren't defending them at the Royal Rumble. So they defend their belts again on SmackDown. It doesn't matter against who. Let's say Primo and Epico. Could be anybody. Could be anyone. Yeah. So they defend the belts again. But you can still see during the match that there's like tension there. There's like conflict. You know, they're aggressively tagging each other in and out. Mm. They're not having a good time. So the next SmackDown pay-per-view is Fastlane. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> it's Fastlane. <laughs> So they mostly, it's the worst name for a pay-per-view ever, because it's all like the fast lane to WrestleMania, isn't it? And it's... I think surely Great Balls of Fire was the worst. Was that was pretty bad. Uh, I'm trying to think you, of something you, worse. When but... you think of like a pay-per-view, a wrestling pay-per-view, you're like, what are you going to watch on Sunday? I'm like, I'm going to watch Great, Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Brock Lesnar is going to be there. You're like, oh. I, I miss the old days when it used to be No Way Out. That was awesome. No Way Out was awesome. Don't get rid of No Way Out. That's cool. Yeah, but that's no. it. But... Look, it's Fastlane bullshit. So we got to stick around for Fastlane. For donkeys. Uh, it is ridiculous, but that's the world we live in. So uh, March 11th, 2018 is going to be... That's the date of Fastlane. So we're going to have the New Day. We're going to have the Usos. Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin... Those three teams, up to that point, have all been trying to get a a hold of those championships. The New Day with the former champions, they want their titles back. The Usos, always in the championship hunt. Chad Gable, Chetland Benjamin, they have something to prove. They want to go out there, try to win the belts. But the three of them, it's very hard for for one team to get ahead of the other one. So, all four teams are placed in a tag team match at Fastlane. Um, So then, once again... Almost exactly the same situation that happened at Survivor Series to cause them to win the belts. Maria cheats. Ty Dillinger is in the middle of the ring. He's the one that is supposed to go for the pinfall. Mm. She's yelling at him. She's like, no, we have to do it now. There's three other teams. Now, pin him. This time, Ty Dillinger is like, no. That's not fair on any of these guys. It's not fair on me. I've had enough of it. I'm not winning this way. It's not happening. And then, of course, that argument leaves Ty Dillinger totally open to be attacked by the New Day, and they 
take out the the, the champions. So now Ty Dillinger, uh, Mike Kanellis, the love connection, they've lost the championships. Ooh. Due to that argument in the middle of the ring. So obviously Mike and Maria, they're pissed. They're like, are you serious? This happened because of you. This is ridiculous. So next week, Mike and Ty have words in the middle of the ring, and they're like, "We can't, we can't do this. This is ridiculous. You cost us the match. I've had enough of this." Ty Dillinger has been taking this crap for months since mm. October, since September, basically. We're now in March of the next year, and he finally snaps. He's like, "I'm done." He starts attacking Mike, chases Maria away. The two of them, you know, heals up the arc, manages to slither away. But Ty Dillinger is pissed. He's like, uh, that's the end of this. You guys have been running the show for way too long. The week after that, Mike and Maria come out and they start talking about how they're the best. And they don't even need Ty Dillinger. Why would they need Ty Dillinger? You know what I mean? The power of love won those tag titles. It wasn't Ty Dillinger. You go back and look at the history books. It was Mike and Maria that did all the work. Mm. basically so they don't they could they even say listen man we can win the tag team championships with anybody to prove that the power of love is a real thing we don't even need ty dillinger fuck him so one week on smackdown they say hey new day come at us we want another shot we don't we don't even need ty dillinger they just like go backstage and pick some fucking guy let's uh, for the for sake of an example i picked mojo Rawley. okay because it doesn't hey. matter some fucking guy who loses all the time. Right, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? They say, we can even win with this fucking guy. We can even win. Like, right beside him, they're like, we can even win with Mojo Rawley. And he's like, even dude. Mojo. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, I'm right here. Pure but Mojo. they don't care because they're the bad guys. They're the heels. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, we're going to win with, with this guy. So New Day are like, okay, fine, whatever. You know, the way they, they, that's the way they do things. So like, yeah, whatever. So Pancakes. we have this match. Um, Mike Canellis and Mojo Rawley uh, for the tag team championships against the New Day. During the match, Ty Dillinger comes out, attacks Mike, and the match is thrown out. So the Power of Love don't manage to regain their championships like they said they would. And it's all because of Ty Dillinger. Once again, they're like, guy, you have to stop this. You are the thorn in our side. You've ruined this. We were successful, and you made a, a mockery out of us. And we won't have that because the Power of Love can trump everything. And also, you're a bad boy. Nobody likes you. <laughs> they're, Etc. They're, they're really snappy on the mic, you know. <laughs> Ty Dillinger is like, I'm a good boy. How dare you? I'm really cool. And I've got sunglasses and a surfboard. You know, I'm, really, I'm a cool guy. Well, that's a different gimmick. We'll worry about that later. But basically, now we have Ty Dillinger and Mike Canellis. They're both angry at each other. They're seething with rage. Two angry Mike, men. What? Two angry men. Two angry men, exactly. So now Mike wants to prove that Ty Dillinger is just a loser. He doesn't know how to wrestle because all of the, the wins that he's had is because of Mike and Maria. He wants to prove that the power of love can do anything, including beating some fucking guy. Ty wants to prove that the power of love is all nonsense and that they only won because they cheated and they don't have to cheat to win. It's possible to do that. So now we have a grudge match around about WrestleMania time. Oh. We've had what since September. Now we're into what a April. That's a lot. You know, that's what seven months, eight months of build up between these two guys. So they're ready to explode. They have their one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Knowing the way that that company does, it's probably on the pre-show. 
which is bullshit. <laughs> I'm putting it main card somewhere. Main event. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not the main event, but it's on the main card because this is a story that has built up and people want to see Ty finally overcome the odds. They want to see him because he's the underdog in all this. They know he's a good guy and they know that he's right. They want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's perfect. You, yeah, you, you've got it, your Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. You've got your fucking... I can't remember what, what was there in WrestleMania this year, but ah, fuck it. Let's get Ty Dillinger versus uh, uh, Mike Kanellis. Main event. Well, not yeah, not main event, but you know what I mean. Like the, the, It has built, and now the, the yeah. two guys have character to them. Ty isn't just like a, a, a doughfiest, you know, sweetheart. You're like, oh, look at me, I'm good all the time. You know, like there's, there's conflict there, and Mike has something to prove. He wants to go out and prove that he's the best wrestler. Um... So, we have a good gold grudge match at WrestleMania. Obviously, because it's wrestling, Ty Dillinger wins the match. Despite Maria trying to cheat. So, that's the hook. Maria tries to cheat, as usual. Ty Dillinger doesn't even go for it. Gets rid of Maria. Manages to win the match on his own by himself. So, he's finally put down you know, the chip on his shoulder that he's had for seven or eight months. He's been able to prove to Mike and Maria, personally, that you don't have to cheat um, to win and to be successful. What a guy. Because he, he finally is able to vanquish his, his longtime foe, Mike Canales. Right? Um, so after that, you've got like a really good like face in Ty Dillinger. You can do all sorts of stuff with him. And at the same time, you've got the perfect heel magnets. Heat magnets, I should have said. Heel magnets. you got <laughs> the perfect heat magnets in uh, Mike and Maria. Because you've got months of proving what they can do when they cheat and when they work together. So... After WrestleMania, you've instantly got two guys you can do literally anything with. You've mm. built them up. Now, Ty could be one of those intercontinental champions who's all like, I'm fighting for what's right. On the flip side, you can do exactly the same thing with Mike because both of them have that kind of build and push towards them. They actually look like superstars now. Mm. They actually look like they've been built up, which they have done. And also, it gives the it, it, it makes the SmackDown Tag Team Championships look good because they're involved in the storyline itself you know what i mean it's not necessarily about winning and losing and being the champion stuff The the titles are part of the storyline yeah that's surprise exactly that's like the catalyst of it all and that's the fact that they lost the belts again is what makes them finally get together and fight so there you've got you built up two stars already and you've like brought a little bit of like purpose and legitimacy to the smackdown tag team championships that is my storyline. What do you think of that? I, I think like it. It's pretty... I, t- honestly, I think, you know, the fact that it just takes two guys who aren't doing anything and takes, like, a pretty, like, standard kind of storyline. You know, you, you make it work, but, like, that's that kind of thing works in wrestling a lot. And at, at its core, it really just is good guy versus bad guy. And, like, you can just... You can do that. You can tell a story, and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It doesn't have to be silly. It can just be a proper storyline that would exist in wrestling that would build two new superstars. That's it. It's, it's a good old-fashioned, good old-fashioned storyline. You've got your good guy and you've got your bad guy. They good like good guy likes doing good things. Bad guy is a bit of a dick. He likes doing bad things. That that's basically it. So you've got Ty Dillinger, uh, you know, not wanting to cheat. You've got Mike Kanellis, always wanting to cheat with Maria. Um, and yeah, I mean that's uh, I, I like it. I think um, with um, pretty much everything on this show um we have to rely on wb being able to book more than two weeks ahead uh at a time um but yeah. I mean, 
I would love for them to be able to give guys like, you know, Mike Kanellis and Ty Dillinger and even Mojo Rawley, like, you know, a, a light, shine a light on them and show how good they can be kind of thing. Because right. that, that's why they're not building any new stars. Like, you, could, you could easily make a star out of anyone in that company. You name a wrestler. And again, this is the premise of the show as well. Like you can you can make a good storyline out of anything, anything that happens. A, anyone in wrestling can have a good story as long as there's some kind of a, just some kind of a methodicalness to yeah. you know, actually pull, pulling things together for them. So, and I think what you kind of wrote there, you see, you came up with that in like two minutes or something. Yeah. But that shows what you can do is you just put your mind to it and just, you know, have some patience with the booking and just uh, try, you know, try with these guys. Exactly. Like that was, that was just me picking two guys who weren't doing anything. And I'm like, why not make them do something? Cause then after that, if the crowd aren't into it, then you, then you can say, at least we tried. At least we tried to, to push these guys. The crowd weren't totally into it. They weren't buying it. Whatever. But That's it you, as well. If, if you give them a good storyline first and then see where it goes after that, you know, it's up on them. But if you just give them nothing and go make make something out of that, they can't do it. They need to be on TV and they need storylines to engage with people. Totally. And that's how you get over, you know? So, I like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was just me picking two guys kind of at random i'm like if you know like i said i didn't put a whole lot of thought into it to begin with because i'm like i could probably book something decent like that with totally. no thought put into it yeah i like that you randomly chose mojo Rawley as well and he's actually one that would probably be good to get an episode on in the future because have you heard that guy cut promos yeah he he have you seen the promo he done like probably a few years ago now against zach Ryder? Yes. It's him holding a camera phone up to himself and just shouting at the camera. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's so... The guy got, it's got such good promo skills. Like, you, you put that guy in any other company, you put him in, like, AEW or, you know, you put, you put him in Japan and he, he can make a huge star of himself. And as as of as of right now, he's doing nothing in WWE. Um, well, I, yeah, it's, well, here's it's, the thing, it's like... baffles me how, how they can mess things up with such talented guys. Maybe he's not talented in the ring, but, I mean, charisma-wise and promo-wise, he can, he can do a lot for himself just by giving him a damn microphone. Well, here's the thing, right? If you take that kind of structure that I just kind of went through, like, obviously, you remove the, the power of love idea. But if you take, like, that standard, like, heel cheats to win, tries to make friends with a baby face, baby face doesn't like it, um, eventually they split, they have a conflict there. You could take that with anybody. For example, Mojo Rawley could be the heel, but imagine a guy like Apollo Crews as a face. That guy, yeah. hell of an athlete, never gets the TV time he deserves, you know? And a program like that would really help him develop a kind of voice. Like, I think one of the things he's not great at is promo stuff. But you give him a program like that, he's going to he's gonna work it out. He's going to figure it out. And then also, on the flip side, working in the ring, like, um, with a guy like Apollo Crews, Mojo Rawley is bound to improve as well. That way, by the end of it, you'll have two superstars. Mm. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, like, you know, people slag off, like... Um, Vince Russo a lot from the Attitude Era, but the one thing he was able to do was give everybody a storyline. Yeah, that's that's like his main kind of positive about what he was doing. But I mean, then WCW happened, and he kind of shit all over that. That is true, and at least he tried there as well. Wasn't always good. Uh, more <sighs> most of the time, it was bad. But you know, if you, uh, a lot of the, okay in WCW, almost all of it was bad. Yeah, but, uh, almost. Uh... Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> 
But, but we'll, we can we'll, we can talk about Russo on our time. I've got I've got a lot to say about Russo. But, we will definitely be covering uh, a lot of Russo era WCW stuff in the future. That is a fact. That can be a little kind of um maybe every ten episodes we can do a book it like Russo kind of episodes and you book oh, somebody like Russo. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should make that like a, a boat like a another like end thing. So like one week we could do the K Fabe Tombola and then one week we could be like book this like Russo would. I think K-Fab Tombola basically is speaking it like Russo. Like last week, I had the fucking BWO winning the winning the tag team titles, uh, the the blue tag team titles, and yeah, like, I don't know. That that well, that is basically speaking it like Russo. So will you see what we, you're up for this week? Oh god, I can't can't wait. Because like on every podcast that we do, we always end it with a little bit of K-Fab Tombola, which is where uh, the host of the show this week it was me comes up with some scenarios. Well, it comes up with some people that Bryce has to pick from, and then some scenarios. Bryce picks a random letter to the number that I have assigned to these people in those scenarios. I reveal what the results are. He has one minute to give me a really good storyline involving that person and that scenario. And those we're not going to use that awful website again. We have learned our lesson. <laughs> it's so bad. We, it's so, we tried. It's... God bless us. We tried our best and we just couldn't do it it was a bit too much for us i think when it when it gets to the point where you have to click click 10 to 20 times before you get something that's not about murder or rape or yeah. like just awful awful things some of them are really rough so we would yeah. not recommend if you want to laugh you can go check it out but don't yeah. try, don't try to book your own storylines with this because it's not going to work no never so bryce would you like to play Kayfabe Tambola. I would love to. Excellent. It's going to be 17 pounds a go. Okay. Well, I've got I've got 20. Oh, I've got three pounds of change, so you'll be oh, okay. Perfect. Right. One 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 Kayfabe Tambola, please. You got it. So, I the way I like to do it is, I would like you to pick uh, a number between one and four, and a letter between A to D. You tell me what that is. I will tell you what you could have had first, and then I will reveal. The storyline that you've been chosen with okay all right okay so give me uh, give me one a one a one a okay 1A. interesting here is what you could have had you could have had shark boy yeah oh cool headbanger thrasher again <laughs> he's sticking around or chili willy do you remember chili willy I don't remember Chilly Willy, no. Chilly Willy was a guy in ECW. He um he didn't win a whole lot. Alright. Let's let's just put that that way. Um and then the scenarios he could have had were um starts his own straight edge society. Okay. Spills hot coffee over Kean backstage. Yes. Or fights the Undertaker in a ladder match for the Hardcore Championship. Ah. You did not pick any of those. I did not. what did I pick? You picked Ivory. Oh no. Drops a world championship belt in a bin on a rival television promotion. <sighs> Ivory drops a world title in the bin on a rival television. I, mean, I really wish. Oh, you know what? I actually have a bonus one. Do you want to have this one instead? Because that storyline is very similar to the Medusa thing. I mean, I I I think I can I think I can roll with it. It has to be different from Medusa, though. I, uh, yeah, go, fuck it, give me it. I, I, I can, I can, I can do something with that. I can, I can bullshit that. I like, I like it. You've got uh, 60 seconds. Would you like me to start the timer? 
I'll count you down. Give me five minutes. I can, I can make a, a marvel out of this. Well, don't, I'm afraid don't, I, don't, I can, don't ask to give me five minutes. <laughs> I can only give you one minute, I'm afraid. Uh, All right. I can give you one minute and one second, maybe, but that's it. That's as best. Right. Are you ready? I'm going to start it after. I'm going to count down from three. Are you ready? I'm not ready, but go for it. You got to do it. Three. This is going to suck. One. Go. All right. So Ivory was women's champion in like 2001 or something, right? Because I remember she defended the title against China at WrestleMania 17, I think it was. And she was champion at one point. So she was in this this horrible gimmick, the right to censor gimmick. You know, they, they come out wearing the white shirts and they're all against, you know, um, uh, bad things in wrestling, like, um, you know, sexuality and and all these oh, oh, things that they actually <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, let's say she gets tired of that. She wants to be a serious wrestler. She's not a gimmick. She's not a cartoon. So she goes to, um, at the time, let's say, it's ECW, no, ECW's gone, WCW, let's say. And she says, you know, I am not a gimmick. I am a serious wrestler. I am a serious women's wrestler. I'm one of the best in the world. I've been doing this since fucking early 90s or whatever she's in wrestling form. I, I was in glow, that kind of thing. And she, 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 she kind of has a bin. And she says, you know, I'm not going to be... What am I gonna? I, I'm not gonna be putting up with kind of cartoon gimmicks anymore. Cartoon championship. That's she puts it. the title in the bin and That's she it. wrestles Hulk Hogan for the world title and and fucking <laughs> kills him and yeah and and Ivory is your your WCW world champion basically. You know what's funny about that is, had that happened, that would have been more entertaining than some of the stuff WCW did with their world heavyweight championship. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of clutching at straws there because you said like not like Medusa, but like what, how many other ways can you put a championship in a bin? <laughs> well, I, I I had a I had a, <laughs> a rival company. <laughs> same, I know that was the, the problem. I had a different one that I was gonna say because I had started to write like you know next week's suggestions, so I had one written for that, and I'm like I could have went with that one. Ah, they're, they're not they're not all gonna be they're all, not all gonna be hits. Hey, I tell you what though, you did pretty well. I mean, I didn't see the whole Hogan thing coming. Oh yeah, that's, 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 that's a swerve, bro. It was a swerve. I didn't see it coming. That was well played. Oh. So there you go. That's so, the show. That's, that's it. Us. So yeah. That's us for this week. Remember to tune in next week because it's going to be great. But also, we would very much like it if you guys could check us out on Twitter and... Oh, hell yeah. So, at Making Kayfabe on Twitter, and we've also got an email account, uh, a, G- a Gmail account, shall we say, yeah. uh, which is makingkayfabe at gmail.com. Um, feel free to uh, send through ideas, suggestions, things that you want to hear in the show, uh, and yeah, maybe we will maybe we will be very thankful for it because we're running out of ideas. So, uh, well, we've got a lot of ideas, but I tell you what, if you guys want to send us in some like scenarios or suggestions for Kayfabe Tambola... Ah, there's an idea. That would be pretty good. Make then sure that they all way... include Viscera. Well, and Headbanger Thrasher. And don't forget Headbanger Thrasher. Is, is, is he basically your Viscera now? It looks like it. <laughs> it looks like it. But anyway, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure to tune in next week whenever my good friend Bryce is going to be handling hosting responsibilities. He's going to have a great storyline ready for you guys. Check us oh, out yeah. in those social media links. And thank you for listening. We will see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Ciao.